Welcome to another episode of Things That Matter. My name is Josh Taransky. This is Pastor Brian Broderson of Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. It's great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in, checking out these videos. Uh, you can watch them on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and wherever you are watching them at. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can comment in some way or another, depending on what platform you're watching this. Today, we want to talk about race relations in America. We happen to be recording this um, just one day after five police officers were shot in Dallas. This whole week has been a difficult week when it comes to race relations. Uh, earlier this week, a guy named, a black man named Alton was shot by police officers as he was already restrained. Um, another gentleman uh, who's black, Fildo, he was shot uh, in his car. And uh, it's just been a really upsetting week, Pastor Brian, as we've um, considered these things. We've watched them from afar. It's in social media. Um, we're, we're in crisis. And this yeah. isn't a new. I mean, we've been in crisis for a couple of years on this issue. Yeah, yeah, we really have. And, I, you know, um, recently uh, with our pastor's conference that we had recently, one of the things that we did, uh, you know, kind of a discussion, a panel discussion on was the, the race issue. Yeah. And... Um, I, I think the church, you know, is uniquely suited to address this, and and of course the church uh, needs to rise to the occasion. And mm -hmm. I know that, uh, you know, I know I know many are, but I think we just has to we have to ask ourselves the question, you know, are we doing all that we can do yeah. to kind of uh, diffuse this kind of a situation, and are we doing all that we can do to um, help in these places where you just have this kind of activity happening? Um, you know, way, way, way too frequently. Um, interestingly, just yesterday, I had a, about an hour-long uh, FaceTime conversation with our friend uh, Travis Tyler, uh, mm. a.k.a. Thistle, and we were talking about how we can partner together to impact, um, you know, Thistle's from St. Louis. He was right there through the whole Ferguson mm. ordeal. And um, one of the things that we talked about when he was out for the panel, I asked him, because he had expressed this, he felt like the church really dropped the ball during the Ferguson uh, ordeal. And, yeah. you know, I asked him, you know, how, how could the church have done a, a better job? So that's a question that I'm, I'm asking as a, as a white person, as a, as a pastor, as a someone who believes in the power of the gospel, I'm asking the question, how can I, how can we congregationally, how can we as a, uh, a network of churches, because of course we belong to a larger body of churches, how can we be more intentional and more impactful in helping in these communities? And, and of course, um, you know, you've got the, all of the political perspectives on what needs to be done or what should have been done and shouldn't have been done and all of that. And you've got the long history mm -hmm. of uh, the mistreatment of black people in this country. That is an undeniable fact. Anybody who yeah. sticks their head in the sand on that is really, I think, making a huge mistake. Um, but again, we can't go back and change history. So how can we move forward. And anyway, back to my conversation with Thistle, we were talking about all kinds of things, you know, from helping uh, guys who want to come out of the gang world and they mm -hmm. need relocation because they can't come out of their gang and survive in the same location. They'll get, they'll get killed. Yeah. And, uh, and how can we take people from that violent background and of course see them come to Christ, but then how can we give them tools to kind of go on and 
you know, live a, mm. live a productive life. So we, we were just brainstorming. This was yesterday. So this oh. was before the whole oh. thing went down in Dallas. Mm. Um, but it was on the heels of the conversation, you know, that we had recently at our pastor's conference. So this is something that's been on my heart uh, for a long time. Uh, when I was pastoring in London, uh, our church consisted of, it was probably um, at least 50% um, people with African descent. Uh, of course, you don't have African-Americans in England. You right. have Afro-Caribbeans or you have uh, people who are literally from you know, Kenya or Uganda or whatever other um, African country you might consider. But we had uh, a, a beautiful um, multi-ethnic mm -hmm. congregation and I remember people would ask me, like, you know, how did you do this? How did mm. you accomplish having this uh, multi-racial, uh, multi-ethnic congregation? And, you know, we didn't really set out to do it intentionally. It wasn't like we had some agenda, like we're going to go in and we're going to reach, you know, this group of people. Uh, we just went in with the gospel and with the love of Jesus. And whoever walked through the door, <laughs> we didn't care what color they are. You know, yeah. we're, we're just welcoming everybody just like the Lord does because this whole color thing is just so, it's so tragic and it's mm. so, really, it's, it's so foolish. We're all one family, you know, yeah. we're all human beings. We're all made in the image of God. So, yeah. so anyway, this stuff is stuff that's kind of been burning on my heart for quite mm. some time. Mm. It's bigger than just these cell phone videos, and it, it, that's kind of like a manifestation of a bigger problem. And so if you're a black male, especially if you're a black male, you're facing a lot of cultural issues. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's difficult, though, to um, kind of being a white male growing mm -hmm. up uh, conservative politically. Yeah. You're not exposed to those issues, no. and even some of the the knee-jerk reactions with some of these shootings was like, "Well, I'm sure there was a context. You know, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he was really doing something bad yeah. anyway." Yeah. And the more we we look at it, and the more I think um, I've looked at it and been empathetic, I realize, "Wow, there there are some really ch yeah. huge challenges that black men, the black community yeah. face in America." Yeah, and I think for white people like us to ignore that or to deny that, I, I think that only exacerbates the problem yeah. because you know we just we just don't know. I mean, we we've had one context that we grew up in; they have a completely different context, and so for I think it's a huge mistake, you know, for mm. anybody like us to be pontificating about well, they shouldn't have done this, and you know, if they only would have done that. I I recently read. Um, Thistle wrote a biography, um, an autobiography, as well as uh, Lecrae has written a biography as well. And in reading both of those, their stories, they're, they're different stories, but they're very similar. And when you read about the, the environment that these guys grew up in, I mean, it is unbelievably yeah. dysfunctional yeah. in every sense of the word. And so you look at that and you think, wow, you know, this is where there's been a massive failure in in, in, in a number of ways, obviously, with our government and the policies and so forth uh, with, the, with the black community. So I think the first thing that we need to do is we need to be uh, empathetic, you mm -hmm. know, rather than dismiss it as, well, if they, you know, I mean, you've heard people say they need to get over it. We have a black president. Uh, they need to get over it. You know, there's lots of uh, 
um, there's successful black people and the ones that aren't are just, you know, they just need to right. get over it. I think that that is uh, an entirely unacceptable you know, yeah. approach yeah. to things. So um, let's, let's talk about it from a theological perspective a yeah. bit, because the church, there are many people who have gotten to the point where they care culturally and yeah. say this is a problem. <clears throat> and so you have a lot of suggestions that are out there, but the church is positioned with a kind of underlying theology that is really that that's core to the answer to these issues. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And, and you know, let me say this. It, it, that is all absolutely true. But the one of the greatest misfortunes in our history, the history of the church, and particularly the history of the church in, in this country, is that Christians um, bought into racism and perpetuated it, especially in the American South. And so that's that's a huge... Uh, that was a massive uh, mistake on yeah. our part because if the gospel tells you anything, it tells you, uh, in the words of Thomas Jefferson, that all men are created equal. Mm. Uh, you know that that's the the point of the gospel and uh, created equal because we're all made in the image of God. But then when you come to Christ, there is even in, in a sense a greater equality that should exist there because there is no Jew nor Greek, there is no uh, bond or free, there is no male or female. But sadly. The church, you know, unfortunately uh, ignored the Bible and, and just went along with the culture. And now Black Lives That Matter, for example, is where the civil rights movement was rooted in the church. Black Lives, Black Lives Matter uh, has no connection to the church and is actually in some ways probably somewhat hostile to the church because of that past. So we can't keep making the same mistake. And uh, I, I really appreciate guys like Russell Moore who are, you know, Russell comes from the South, so he knows it in an entirely different context than we would. Uh, but, you know, to stand up and say, look, we have got to get this right. Yeah. And we do have to get it right because the, the gospel is the answer. And the gospel is holistic. The gospel is not just um, say this prayer and Jesus is going to save you, then, you know, we'll see you later, hope you do well. We've got to we've got to go in. We've got to plant churches, but those churches have to be conscious of the needs in the community. Talking to Thistle again, we're talking about you know how can we how can we help educate people? How can we give give them basic life skills? How can we teach them a trade? You know things like that. Those are things that um, you know missionaries have done forever. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about missional, mm -hmm. it's being a missionary in your own country. Yeah, and we've got plenty of work to do. You know, the thing that I think is very significant, and again, we need to listen to our uh, our black friends, our black brothers, is that even many of the evangelical guys are pretty much saying the same thing. Their voice is right there with the black community, you know, mm -hmm. that look, this is a real problem, and listen to us, mm -hmm. and don't tell us that we shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> Help us, you know, move out of... Um, the situation that we've been in. I read, I read a couple of articles um, recently uh, at the Gospel Coalition, and I just thought it would be good to read over them real quickly because these are article. Both of these articles were written by Black evangelical leaders, mm. and uh, Micah Edmondson. He wrote this first one. He said, "My wife has to beg me, a grown 37-year-old man, not to go out to Walmart at night, not because she's afraid of the criminal element, but because she's afraid of the police element." Because she knows that when the police see me, they aren't going to see Micah Edmondson, pastor of New City Fellowship Presbyterian Church, 
When they see me, they aren't going to see Micah Edmondson, PhD in systematic theology. When they see me, all they're going to see is a black man out late at night. And she knows we're getting stopped at 10 times the rate of everybody else, arrested at 26 times the rate of everybody else, and killed at five times the rate of everybody else. Black Lives Matter can see the injustice in those statistics. How can Black Lives Matter see the value of black life better than we can? Mm -hmm. Why do Black Lives Matter care more about the value of my life than evangelical believers do? That's heavy. It is. It's coming from a brother. Mm -hmm. So these are the kinds of things that I think we can't ignore this. Um, We need to do what we can. Obviously, we need to pray, but we need to seek the Lord for uh, a strategy uh, and that's, you know, we have a number of uh, brothers in our movement, guys who are pastoring churches, black pastors. And my heart is to connect with those guys and say, how can we work together with you? We're, of course, we're in the L.A. area, so we've got some connections there, and we've been doing stuff in those neighborhoods for a few years. Um, but I think we just need to turn it up and do yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Amen. We want to thank you for tuning in to Things That Matter. If you have feedback for us, again, leave us a comment on whatever platform you happen to be watching this on. Share the video with your friends and tune in next week as we come back to you with more Things That Matter. God bless.